cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon I assumed you've nope. been recording. No, nope. we're recording now, I, though. I've I been that. tippy-toeing so much, and now I'm going to mess up because he's been faking us out, saying he's recording the whole time. No, you, you're, <laughs> we're recording now. Well, at least Corey will edit me. He's going to leave whatever you say in. I know. I'm yeah. the only one that doesn't get edited. It's very scary. It's a scary <laughs> world we live in, where where Tom and well, Corey get all see, of the edits. Tom... Tom has a doctorate now, so if <laughs> if he sounds like an idiot on the podcast, it they're gonna revoke his doctorate. I have a job. Yep. No one cares about your job. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same thing. I care about my job. That's what the people pays you my work bills. with know you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's d- Corey. This is the problem. The people they I don't work, know yet. No, the people I work with. Oh damn! The people I work with problem. think I'm smart, You've and if they catfishing fi- them if, if they, whole time, yeah, they think that I'm smart, and if they find out I'm an idiot, I'm never, out of a job. Never invite them over. They'll see your fucking kitchen island, and they'll be like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this handle doing on the wrong way?" <laughs> the problem uh, is, is, you that you did this on purpose. You understand. <laughs> You understand that um, <laughs> at this point, I cannot. I I could I could change the orientation of the of the uh, the handle on the garbage door of the kitchen island, but I can't because I'm I have too much pride. Mm-hmm. I can. I, I so made, what you want is and you I want will. Tom to do it the next <laughs> so time to, we come so over. So Tom's gonna fucking d- and then it'll just be too no, lazy to change the it. The problem back. is, is right. that mm-hmm. message no. message received, Keith. There's a problem. I'll take here care of it because yeah, I'll take it. I got your back. If if you're not getting dicks on your fucking, I was gonna uh, say spokes of your car, <laughs> whatever those things are. So little little listeners, caps. listeners, little dick caps, listeners. Let's explain that. Two months ago, month and a half ago, somewhere around there, um, <laughs> we we had a we had a hangout where Tom discreetly went outside, replaced all my valve stem caps on my tires with penis valve stem caps that, by the way, barely fit. So those were terrible to try to take off. They were. My fingers like hurt by the time I got the last one off because they were on there so tight. They weren't You're just, just like not used to Tom's strength. Gosh, I I mean for for a for a man with a broken back, his his finger strength is grip strength. It, it is it is like it is like a Greek god. I feel bad for his dick. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Oh, uh, no comment. <laughs> every every doorknob in Tom's house has like indentations of when he's like opened that door. Um actually, you know, it's funny. It's making me think about something. Uh when I was younger, I absolutely hated flat soda. And uh 
my family, for whatever reason, like everyone from my, my grandmother and my, my, my parents, their generation, and, and my brother and cousins, they never would tighten the damn soda cap. And it used to drive me nuts. Oh, and like a two-liter bottle? Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, as a kid, I, I would, whenever I would get something to drink, you know, soda-wise, I would tighten that cap so freaking tight and it got to the point I used to get yelled at by everyone in my family because they could never open the soda soda bottles because I would tighten them so freaking tight. Because I, but I would just be like, "I'll stop if you people actually tighten it because I hate flat soda. What the hell is wrong with you people?" So, so, so yeah. Tom, Tom from childhood has developed a rock climber's grip strength mm-hmm. because of his love for bubbly soda. <laughs> that is that is some ninja warrior like that is ninja warrior alternative <laughs> training of just like you know what uh instead of rock climbing today um you're just going to tighten caps on soda bottles oh no tom you can be the new mr miyagi where he teaches daniel how to block by waxing cars you can teach rock climbers how to have better grip strength by making them tighten just a stupid number of soda bottles and we'll make a movie about it and put a bunch of 80, 80s montages to it and then we'll create a villain that I don't know likes flat soda there you go you know what Should I would totally watch that Keith because it's original I wouldn't it's definitely it hasn't been not done copy- before yeah, it's definitely not copying climbing. any idea that's out there. there there's one movie about rock climbing I could think of and nope and is that the one with Sylvester Stallone? Yep. Cliffhanger. Yes. See, that's how it's the only one. Yep. You know, I actually don't know what that movie's about. Really? It's about Sylvester Stallone. Well, I mean, Stallone. it's probably it's probably like some generic action film, but I doubt it's actually uh, about rock climbing. Well, it, it involves a lot of rock climbing because some bad guys, in fact, John Lithgow is the, the main bad guy. Uh, yeah. There's some sort of, like, interaction like they're either meeting another group of bad guys like on top of the mountain that like make some kind of ex- i think it's they're making an exchange some sort of like weapon for money oh, i was gonna say and, that's a really long long way to go for like some weed you know well, <laughs> it, well for whatever reason like sylvester stallone is a professional rock climber and he's like the guy who goes out when people are stranded or stuck or missing and I can't remember why, but he gets roped into having to, like, help somebody try to stop these guys. And, uh, I don't know, he, he climbs a lot of shit. I know that much. Uh, I just on remember a cliff. seeing the, uh, <laughs> the games on Super Nintendo and, well, mostly oh, Super yeah. Nintendo. I remember some birthday party I went to, someone got the cliffhanger game for Super Nintendo and no one wanted to play it. <laughs> <laughs> normally at yeah, like a party like that, right. it'd be like oh let's pop it in let's see how it is and everybody was just like nah let's go outside and play <laughs> like <laughs> that was cliffhanger is that the kind of game though that was like potentially so like you know lo- i don't like, actually know how it is i'm pretty sure it's bad well no 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 but it, no like, it might be about it. but it might be worth money because everybody didn't care about it so everybody no, threw away their the... copies I'm pretty sure there's an NES version that is worth money, but the Super Nintendo version is not. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking it up now. Terrible on sure. all fronts. Because, I mean, like, yeah. if, if the kid never played it, then it could still be in the box. Mint condition. 
Yeah, Cliffhanger on NES is like a $100 game almost. Um, actually, maybe on Super Nintendo it's worth something too. Ooh. That's how bad the game was, mm. I guess. Go, go call that friend. Man. Be like, oh, hey, no, never mind. hey, you can get one tank of gas for this. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, okay. Mm. Uh, it's like worth less than $10. There's just a really random sold copy for $50. That doesn't make sense. Was it like mint? It was a bid. Um, I don't know what happened there. Maybe that was somebody <laughs> just being really nostalgic. Someone probably had like a moment where they thought it was the NES copy and just like insta bid and was just like, oh no. <laughs> it was Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> oh no. Mm. Yep. So anyway. Uh, what's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three assassins in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Corey, penis finger Zamir. <laughs> wow, that just threw me way off. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. I'm Tom, Koro-sensei O'Connell. Oh, well, I'm going to go with the other name. I'm Keith, octopus teacher Barnowski. Oh, so nice. we're all the same person. Yep. 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 Because <laughs> just I mean... a, a, an octop- octopus of many names. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and today, uh, against all odds, Keith has picked an anime, uh, Assassination Classroom, which I have not really heard of. Like, I, I've heard the name. I didn't know what it was about. I thought the uh, octopus sensei was, like, just a mascot character i didn't realize he was like the objective uh but tom has yeah. the series a couple times through so it's surprising tom didn't yeah. get to this first uh yeah uh i i was gonna pick this this was in my list of things like in the next like month or so to pick but uh keith beat me to it though i'm pretty sure keith picked it thinking it was going to be a hentai no so I was. He was close. The thing is, I had other. I had other <laughs> ideas. Honestly, I was. Yeah. I was going through the catalog of um, TV shows that my daughter has watched um, because <laughs> I. No. Damn. So this is yeah right. Ugh. It is a weird show for her to watch. <laughs> that, um, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, is that I was I was watching those and I was like. Some of them are good, but I was like, I don't know. Like, it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if I have the right episode here. And then I'd have to, like, rewatch a bunch of episodes to make sure that I get, like, yeah. a, a really good one kind of thing. So I was like, mm, you know what? Let me that. just, I was like, let me just change gears. And I have access to a bunch of streaming services. So I was on Hulu and I was kind of going through clicking on shows and then seeing what the next show, like, list was, like, shows like this kind of thing, like, suggested. And I kind of went down that rabbit hole and I found this show and I was like, huh. That's a really alarming title, Assassination Classroom. <laughs> so, and I was like, obviously, it's a, it's a hentai to, you know, <laughs> no, it's a... I don't know why, it's I don't an know how anime. you get there from Assassination Classroom. No, no, it's an anime. <laughs> but it was, but I, I was almost very surprised because we get introduced to a tentacle being like very, very soon into it. So I was a little worried 
a little intrigued. And I want I want to go to a zoo or an aquarium with Keith <laughs> so you can call the octopus there tentacle beings. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Um how about this? Maya, this is a tentacle being. No. <laughs> but where? No, we can't I can't do that. She's gonna know it's an octopus, number one. Number two Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then she's gonna think... know her dad's an idiot. Oh no. Number, number two, you know what? If we get if we get uh <laughs> if we get a thousand listens on this episode. No, if we get ten thousand oh, once we get ten thousand listens on this episode, we will Hold on. Oh, so what? You once a we get a hundred thousand No, it's totally possible. So if we get once we get ten thousand listens on this episode, uh the the three of us will go to a zoo and Corey on your <laughs> supposedly fantastic iphone you can take a video of me explaining how great the tentacle being is while i point to an octopus okay have you guys ever been to a zoo that had octopuses i meant aquarium okay because i i know you cory said that both aquarium or a zoo but the wet zoo the wet one okay (laughs) i'll accept that that that's zoo (laughs) <laughs> even better yeah. <laughs> oh that was a whole bunch of people clicking off because i said that word yeah my brother would not be listening anymore i will never have to uh actually you know cash in on that that bet <laughs> so so anyway um i was i was trying to find a show and i went down the rabbit hole and i started watching this and this show I started watching, and I didn't necessarily like it at first. <laughs> but there was so much weird ridiculousness to it that I just couldn't stop watching it. And mm-hmm. then eventually the episode was over. And at the end of the episode, I was like, well, all right. Like that, <laughs> that, that was... That was, that was an episode. Well, I was I was like, you know what? That was worth watching. And that mm-hmm. was certainly worth talking about. I feel like yeah. I need to unpack this with other people. Because if I yeah. turn to my wife and tell her about this episode, she's going to tune out 15 seconds in. So mm. I was like, you know what? Let me talk to Tom and Corey about this. And to, which should not be my surprise, Tom's like, I've seen the whole series. Thank you for choosing this. This is great. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All yeah, right. Keith, I, I've been wanting to unpack this for seven years. Now I finally have the opportunity. Well, Tom, you have <laughs> you have the fortitude of fingers. Well. <laughs> through your soda tightening grip strength. And apparently that fortitude... Your, uh spills over into Put other that on your tinder profile time <laughs> the fortitude of fortitude fingers, of fingers. <laughs> oh, no oh, thank no. you no tom don't set the bar that high right next to uh, egg <laughs> wizard. no yes oh my god thank you Corey. you just you so just, many good names just put on just put on the tinder profile i can tighten things so tight you'll never be able to open them without me dot 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 without me because you shouldn't, anyway. you shouldn't uh, explain that to them up front. 
that's that's really like a back end tactic where you tighten all the jars and everything so tight that they they have to they have to stay with you, that right? Just because they need you to open up all the for things. a really annoying day. <laughs> 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 well, where no, it's either either they stop eating things that are stored in jars or they are very reliant upon Tom. Like <laughs> they, they could put things in Ziploc bags instead. <laughs> they have other options. Tom goes for the jar girls, though. That's his thing. <laughs> I like them jar girls. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I feel like yeah. I don't either. So the thing is, that doesn't mean something to us, but you know, there's some weird group out there where that means something, and Tom's a total oh, freak now. Yeah. Crap. Don't Google that. Don't Google it. All right, let's get into the episode. Oh, so I gotta do it. No, don't do it, Tom. So. Um, which I'm going to slip up because honestly, this was, I watched the episode and then I watched the episode again and took notes. But the thing is, is that, uh, the teacher who's like, they call him like octopus teacher for a long portion of the episode. Cause he doesn't have a name. Well, they don't call him that. I don't think the, uh, subtitle. Yeah. The subtitles. Does. That's true. They refer to him as the octopus. Yeah. So I wrote down a lot of like tentacle man, tentacle guy. Cause that was, I don't know. Mm. That was my nomenclature. Um, so anyway, octopus man, tentacle guy, whatever you want to use. Um, professor hentai, professor, professor hentai, <laughs> Dr. Hentai. See, you didn't, you um, should have picked episode four, Keith. It would make a lot more sense. Oh no, 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 no. We will get to that later. We'll get Spoilers. To that we'll do that as a... Yep. <laughs> so, he shows up to this school. Basically, like, you don't really know what's going on. He kind of flies out of the sky and lands. And there's, like, a shadowy silhouette. And He shows up in the classroom. And he's got a big, round, yellow face, yellow tentacles, and, like, this, I don't know, flowy black robe. Um, mm-hmm. And he turns... And ask the class monitor to do the honors. And the kids all pull out weapons. And then try to murder him. They, they just fire <laughs> a spray of bullets, as far as you can tell. And he is moving so fast that he is literally dodging all of the bullets. And while doing it, he's doing roll call. So he's calling out the students names they're all responding with here um while trying to murder him and then they eventually all run out of bullets or he finishes the roll call whatever happens first and they they try to like basically like question what just happened that is apparently their first attempt at murdering him and they're like well we were just firing BBs, so you find out they're not bullets. So maybe he wasn't actually moving that much. Maybe he was, like, getting hit by them and they just don't hurt him. And he gets one of the BBs and puts it in a gun and then explains that the BBs are ant- what he calls anti-me BBs. The BBs are <laughs> specifically designed by the government to murder him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he shoots himself in one of the tentacles and it rapidly just like blows the hell up and that would not happen from a bb it's not like a little hole happens like it blows the end off the tentacle yeah then within a few seconds he regenerates and uh and then tells them uh good luck killing him before the graduation yeah basically (laughs) setting up kind of like the premise for the whole show yeah, you understand um, these yeah. guys have to kill that guy, or the t- the students have to kill their teacher. The teacher is a tentacle man. They got special BB bullets that will kill him yeah. if he actually gets hit by them. Okay, so, do, you, do you want to explain why they have to kill him? Well, we could, I guess. I mean... Well, I mean, in, in like one of the next scenes, they explain that... Yeah. Yeah, they they uh, do go through. I don't it. remember what the time period was, but the mm. moon was seventy percent of it was destroyed. Yes, by and him. So, so, and the octopus teacher is claiming responsibility for that, and he mm. says that in a year's time he's going to do the same thing to the Earth. Yes. Uh, and he had like, I guess he had like some CIA or uh, government agents. Like, with him explaining this? Mm-hmm. He uh, had, uh... There was a guy. Um... Oh... Kara... probably not important. Begins with a K, I think. Kara... Yeah. Karasumi? Government uh, agent that we don't see for the rest of the episode. Kirishima? Yeah. He Kirishima, bas- Well, he basically explains that they already tried to kill the guy. They literally hunted him with, like fighter jets and missiles and whatever but the the tentacle being can fly at Mach 20 so he's just so much faster than everything else that exists on the planet that like any time they try to kill him he just like he's seen they're they're flying after him with a fighter jet and he's just joking around going oh your jet's dirty let me clean it and he like flies to the top of the jet and starts wiping it down with a cloth like as they're trying to fire missiles at him like it is it is just like zero like they're on he is on a different level of yeah different level of ridiculousness basic anime character that Mm -hmm. is so ridiculously more powerful than everybody else around him like you know goku and dragon ball z kind of thing yeah until like villains start showing up yeah yeah uh so there was a point in this episode where I wasn't into it, and it, once they actually explained what the actual premise of the show was, I was just like, all right, <laughs> I kind of want to know more. Because mm. the way the episode starts off with them just like this weird octopus, which honestly, if they didn't describe that he was an octopus in the subtitles, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Yeah, I that's why. Like, that's all right, why this weird tentacle being. That's why I wrote down well, tentacle man. <laughs> okay, in fairness, what you're calling him is is more accurate than what they're calling him. Uh, but I don't want to get into any of that stuff. I want to just keep yeah, it the episode one. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So at that point in the episode, I was like, "Oh no, this is like some society where they train whole." classroom full of kids as assassins this is going to be kind of blah and there's like random like alien creatures and i could expect that 
And they're also, like, um, introducing way more characters than they should between oh, the intro yeah. and everything else, where it's just, it was kind of overwhelming well, at first. There's, there's 30 students, and they introduce yeah. every and they, single and um, student. Yes. Well, that's actually important to the series. Do you... And this won't spoil the series, but I can explain uh, the premise behind it. Uh, well, each so basically, there's an episode that focuses on each student. That's that's how the the author of the manga uh, yep. and the the way the show's structured, where uh, we follow like the main characters, Koro Sensei, uh, who's the teacher, the octopus man. Uh, and then also Nagisa is the other main character, the, the boy with the blue hair. Uh, so we always see them and always follow them. Uh, they're, they're always part of the story. But also then like each episode focuses in uh, and follows uh, sort of the background story. And, and you get to learn about their, their problems. And it, it sets up basically every episode is character development for each student. And it actually works really well. Like it hooks you because like you start to learn about each one of these students and then you, you want to learn more in each episode you, you get more and more. And so you have all these questions and, and it's just great because it starts to unravel as you, you progress and learn more about each student while the main storyline is always kind of going in the background. Um, it's really done very well, uh, the way they structure it. So, uh, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> it does. It just it's it is it is a lot up front and I feel like Yes. Oh, I, I agree with that. Yes. I feel like that's kind of why like kind of why I watched the whole episode and then I was just like, okay, no, this is like we got to talk about this because mm -hmm. there's a lot to talk about, there's a lot to unpack and it's strange. And honestly, it's so quirky. Like it's just yeah. it's a it's a show that is so different like mm -hmm. there are things that are very similar to other shows but there are there are parts that are just weird mm. <laughs> so i feel i feel like he because he hasn't watched as much anime that's true is like looking at things that tom and i are probably like oh that's yeah that's normal that yeah. happens tentacles <laughs> oh sure hey you know what mm. i can i can help i can help be the um the person that <laughs> ventures into anime with our viewers, our viewers can mm. use me as the conduit to, mm. you know, get You're into their your, tool, get into your tentacle world. So, so the, the uh, the other thing that this <laughs> reminded me of was the way Tom was explaining how each episode or chapter, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. focuses on a student. It's kind of similar to Negima, which I've only ever watched the, or, uh, read the manga on and that's kind of like the same premise where it's like he's a it's kind of like harry potter meets harem anime <laughs> except the main character is a like prepubescent uh teacher with a whole bunch of like teenage students it's really weird mm, so yeah no daniel and they're all female of course of course. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the entire class is female, of course. I, I, I watched and read a lot of weird stuff when I was younger. When you were Sorry, younger, that was the first or... thing I thought of when you were describing that. When, when you were younger or when you were younger, 
and also now still also still an adult yeah. but younger yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the mitch hedgeberg like uh, i used to do drugs i still do drugs but i used to do drugs too yeah let's <laughs> like, <laughs> cover the time frames so tentacle man reveals that <laughs> after after like the government agent guy uh, explains to the kids like, yeah, uh, we're going to need you kids to kill this supernatural uh, being essentially because the government can't kill him and he wants to be your teacher for whatever reason. And the tentacle man's just like, yep, that's what I wanted to do. That, that was my idea. And I asked the government to do it. And um, so I'm going to butcher this because I don't remember how to pronounce it, but Kar- Karasume, uh, the government guy, basically says Mm. that there are two advantages to this strange deal. Number one, the government's going to know where he is for a good deal of the time because he's teaching them five days a week. Uh, Number two, he'll be in very close range to 30 people, being the students, that have the means and the motivation to kill him. Because if they don't, then he will eventually blow up the planet. Um, Then he reveals that that if they actually do succeed in killing him, the government will pay them ten billion, and I feel like because I watched the dubbed version, they didn't say ten billion of what. Like, they just said, "Oh, the government will pay you ten billion." He also didn't detail if they were going to each get ten billion or if they had to split the ten billion, and they didn't say what I mean, it was. That's that plenty the... to go around. I think it's split, but if it's like. Because otherwise, they'd be there'd be no reason for them to ever work together. Well, right. aside uh, from true, you know true. saving humanity, it would everybody yeah. trying to kill them for themselves and then claiming the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one almost... of the weird things is normally on a show like this, I would watch the dub and the sub, and then complain about the differences. That wasn't really possible <laughs> this time unless I knew actual Japanese. Because Hulu, for some reason, has what they call the sub, but for some reason there's no actual subtitles. I... So it's just the <laughs> Japanese audio track. I dare to ask, did you try turning sub like the closed caption subtitles yes. on? And it, yes, it I know, who, I know how help. Hulu works. It says not available. Oh, okay. So it so was just lying. It should say this doesn't have a reason to be here yeah. unless you happen to be in the United <laughs> States and are a native Japanese speaker. Fantastic. Probably some of the least actual watched videos on Hulu. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like, cause everybody clicks right the fuck <laughs> off. It's like, Nope. <laughs> yep. So Anagisa, who we're not like totally introduced to yet. I think at this point basically ends up thinking like, Oh, the military can't kill him. Like how are uh, students supposed to? And then kind of admits like, Oh, we should have kind of asked that question, but then they didn't. And then the government guy left. Um, Well, the teacher also seems to be kind of teaching them how to kill him. Yes, he's actually kind of well because he's like he's like they're, he's coaching them on it practically, well, and the government provides mm. them with essentially all of these firearms that fire these BBs. The BBs are are like designed to murder this particular being. Like they are engineered in a way where if a BB hits him, it will explode a part of his body. 
granted, he does regenerate, but it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, yeah, but if you hit him enough, like, should be, you know. Um, so the, the BBs are supposed to kill him. They're supposed to be fairly harmless to humans, because to humans, they're just a BB. Um, and that's... That's essentially the setup of the episode, um, which is, I don't know. Yeah, I once, just... they, once they get through all <laughs> the like housekeeping on it, the yeah. episode really kind of picks up because I, I was, like I said before, overwhelmed with mm. all that information from both like what they did in the episode and also the opener, just because <laughs> I was yeah. just like, who is the main character? Yeah. There's, and like, not only who, that, but like, then they're, they're playing this song, which apparently is called The Theory of Savage Youth. Um, it's an awesome song. It is a very awesome song, but the kids are all dancing to it. High energy. Yes, but the kids are all dancing to it in a very strange way. Well, it's supposed to counter the very negative, you know, thought of them having to learn how to murder a guy. So they instead, but, you know, the, the opener is a high energy, happy, you know, everyone's pumped up. It It's kind of the counter, the whole premise. And I get it, but the kids are dancing to it by putting one, one hand in the air, just like palm forward, hand in the air, and just jumping up and down. Yeah. And I'm like, who dances like that? That's not, they're not even fist pumping, Tom. They're, is, that, is that the Japanese version of fist pumping? Maybe it is, you culturally insensitive bastard. No, I'm culturally <laughs> ignorant. There's a difference. Ah, thank I'm, you. Fair I'm point. Not, I'm not being insensitive. I'm just stupid. <laughs> so, I feel bad for Keith this episode. I, I feel like we've been negging on him harder than we usually do. Yeah, I don't really care. I was kind of expecting <laughs> I think it. I think I specifically have called him an idiot like three times, and I have no idea why. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that I accept that. But the thing is, though, is that uh, especially since Tom has already watched this show, I like as soon as that information came out, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get I'm going to get schooled. I'm going to get schooled. This, week cause I, this, is, cause this I, is the last time Keith picks an anime, apparently. No, no, I'm just you know me. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm going to keep picking anime. I'm going to be like, hey, Tom, what's your favorite? You know what? Next time, One Piece. I'm picking One Piece. <laughs> no, don't you do that. Don't do I that to me. That's mine. I wouldn't do that. because He's, he's going to start troll picking us. Cause, cause he's going to pick Transformers <laughs> next time. <laughs> so you guys will have to get all your best content like out of the way. Um, yeah. He's going he's gonna to find the worst episode for each show that we really like. No, oh, I'm just going to be no. like, season one, episode one. I've never seen this before. Let's talk about it, guys. <laughs> oh, um, no, no. Keith's going to pick one of the filler episodes from so, One Piece. <laughs> the one everyone skips, you So know? this is the thing. For this show, episode one is, like, I didn't feel a need to look for other episodes because, like, they have to explain <laughs> so much in episode one. that Like, it's it's, like... You feel tired at the end of episode mm. one where you're just like, mm. oh, God, these poor children. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So anyway, that was the setup. They basically like, you know, it's like school next day, different day, whatever. The teacher goes, OK, I'm going to go get lunch in China. Um, so, 
you know, he can fly. That's what you do 20. when you could fly a Mach twenty. Yeah. 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 So, um, the students like either they have previously worked this out or they did math in their head, which is very, very commendable. Uh, but they figure out that to <laughs> for the teacher to to get to his favorite restaurant in in um, China. No, like Szechuan, Szechuan, China, or something like. That's what they said. Uh, specific region, like they know that, apparently that's the a restaurant. Sauce, Keith. Well, that's true, Szechuan sauce. Um, yeah. Well, they basically said it was going to take them like roughly ten minutes. Um, so then they kind of like I don't know. It, a lot of this is from Nagisa's uh, like point of view for this episode, and the students kind of comment of like, oh, like he is kind of a good teacher. Like as far as teaching us, like, you know, the things you're supposed to learn in school, they're like, he's actually a pretty good teacher. Like, mm. I don't know. Which is interesting because the whole thing's just, it's weird. This alien guy that's going to blow up the planet like within a year is like, I'm going to teach this one class and I'm doing a really great job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Nagisa meets with a couple of the other students outside. And a couple of the other students seem like kind of ruffians. They seem like bullies. Um, they ask Nagisa to give them the information. And Nagisa is supposed to be tracking the color of the teacher's face based on emotions. So, this, this octopus tentacle guy, dude, man... Um, <laughs> Bro. He, it, bro uh dude reno uh um, buddy buddy oh and that's your buddy pal uh <laughs> i'm not your pal buddy well i'm not your buddy pal uh guy so so the octopus guy he his face changes drastically based on his emotions so if he gets green stripes across his face it means that he's feeling cocky Mm -hmm. uh if his face turns dark purple that's that happens after somebody gives a wrong answer to a question if his face turns bright red that's what happens after somebody gives a right answer to a question and then nagisa says uh every day after lunch and the dude cuts her off and i didn't write down his name because he's kind of a dick um cuts her off and then he's like well you know we got him. this plan yeah cuts him off <laughs> nagisa's uh, a boy that's true um, I know it's a little ambiguous, but it. In earlier he has to is, yeah. He clears it up because that becomes an issue. But like people confuse that later on, and he always ends up having to clear it up, like occasionally. So. So wait, wait, wait. I missed that. He actually is a boy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, just with like the girliest haircut. Yes. Yeah, he's got the girliest haircut, but he he is a boy, and uh, but because he he is you know feminine looking well i don't want to spoil stuff but you know let's just say that comes into like one of their many plans to try to assassinate somebody oh. mm -hmm. so um basically it <laughs> seems like the other the bully kid has convinced nagisa of something that nagisa is kind of resistant to but we don't quite know what it is it's mm. something to do with assassinating the teacher. Um, 
he basically like alludes to the fact that like everybody in the class is like out outcast like they are essentially in the school system expected to grow up to be thugs or murderers and that the e class because they're in class um three e the e class is for rejects and he gives (laughs) nagisa like a little pouch on a string and that's all we know for right now um yeah they leave the teacher shows up talks to Nagisa for a, a moment and the teacher's carrying literally a missile that the teacher <laughs> caught out of the sky because, well, it was over China. Somebody fired a missile at it. And um, Nagisa's like, Nagisa is at this point already like, already has these emotions like very early on of like, I feel bad for you, teacher. Like, because... <laughs> They're just like you're you're the constant center of attention, but like the center of negative attention. Like you're constantly the target. People are literally trying to murder you. We are trying to murder you. Everybody's telling mm. us to murder you and everybody else is trying to murder you. Like kind of admitting the fact that this being is going to just blow up the planet at some point. So that's you know kind of mm. why. But right. um <laughs> and then the teacher says, look. Oh, that's nonsense. It reminds me of how amazing I am. <laughs> and honestly, I, love that. I, I was going to say that was a very Tom response. <laughs> I feel like if Tom, if Tom was in that situation where he like, where he was constantly trying to be murdered and somebody was like, man, your life must be hard. People are constantly trying to murder you. And they're like, and he would just, Tom would be like, <laughs> but they're trying to murder me for a reason. Right. <laughs> like, it, it'd be like, but it's because I'm so great. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nagisa then thinks about how actually amazing the teacher is. Technically kind of correct. Like amazing, not in like a wholesome way, but amazing in a fantastical way. Um, mm. You know, and, uh, and then also inner reflects, that he's basically he feels invisible to everybody and he's not amazing and yeah really going into like i don't know is everybody in what middle school high school whatever whatever grade class they're in i assume high school mm-hmm. um you know like the the teenage anguish of like oh nobody cares about me and that's like mm. nagisa goes into that for a brief moment So back in the classroom, the next assignment is to create a short poem. And the last line of the poem needs to be, was tentacles all along. (laughs) This is... And the students are just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, the thing is, I thought, number one giggity uh (laughs) (laughs) yep number two i was like if i was in this class i would try to get so fucking creative with this i was like Mm. i i wish honestly if i had more time today during my work day i would have come up with my own poem i did (laughs) not unfortunately i want to i want to i I had the same thought (laughs) like 
I I almost wish that like I went with a different episode and then told you guys we're gonna do this, and then we all had a couple weeks to come up with our own poems just for the sake of writing poems. Like I haven't <laughs> written a poem since I was forced to in school, and none of mm-hmm. them had anything to do with tentacles. I feel like if poems <laughs> had more to do with tentacles, I would have gotten more enjoyment of the mental exercise of trying to figure out how to write poems about tentacles. So I don't know. Like this, this yep. teacher seems pretty, pretty fantastic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. See, he, this was that was the part that made me really want to watch it in Japanese because I felt like there was something that was lost in translation there. Could have been. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like because the students reacted as if like it was impossible to do what he was asking. Well, I would imagine that maybe. Um, just the structure of like was tentacles all along like the if the word tentacles is very difficult to rhyme with and it ended up at like the end of the sentence based on the like japanese structure of wording that phrase mm-hmm. then like that's what i figure is that like the way that phrase is worded in japanese probably has almost nothing that rhymes with it yeah and also, if you're doing, like, a haiku, it just doesn't work, because it's too long of a... Yeah. Too long of a phrase. Too many syllables. No, it's seven. No, yeah, right? Oh, what haiku's, what, five, seven, five, though? And this has yeah. to be the last sentence, so it's not... Um, yeah, 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 you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. can't yeah. do it. Come on, guys. I took creative uh, writing, true. unfortunately, uh, in high school. You're not going to get me with that. Deep pull. Deep pull. <laughs> Only thing I learned in high school. <laughs> there you go. He was like, Never fuck it. it. I got haikus. I finally used it. Haikus in my back pocket. High school was <sighs> worth it. <laughs> Who would have thought? That, that fucking five minutes I was awake. <laughs> That's true. Corey did sleep a lot. Yeah. So, the teacher... <laughs> tells them they'll be graded on creativity, grammar, and overall beauty. Like, beauty of the poem. Like, the words. Not their faces. As a, I was going to say, as opposed to what, Keith? I, I don't think anyone thought it meant the beauty of the child that, no, that just, was writing the poem. That I That's just, weird. I, I meant to provide that clarity, because, like, who knows? You know, he is a technical man. That's true. I I just assumed everyone knew what we were talking about. So, at this point, one of the students realizes, because they keep on calling him Sir, they realize that um, he doesn't have a name, and he asked, they they ask what they should call him, and he's like, well, he basically says, like, I don't have the kind of name that, like, I'm just going to give people. So, he's like, why don't Mm. you just come up with a name for me? And I feel like if a high school teacher <laughs> turned to their students and they were like, oh, what's your name, teacher? And they were just like, I don't know, you pick. Like, penis fingers. Yeah, right? Like, that's a dangerous, <laughs> that's a dangerous move. Like, you can. <sighs> well, see, something like that kind of does happen in this series, but 
I can't talk about it, which sucks. This is what sucks, Keith. You pick a series I know so much about, and there's so much I want to talk about, and I have to stifle myself. Tom, there's so much to talk about in this one episode. I know. I know. But there's he, so much more he wants to he talk does about. Have, I so. know. So let's go to the let's go to the penis fingers thing real quick. Right? <laughs> so this is why Corey called himself penis fingers in the intro, because the octopus man has tentacles, but like two of those tentacles have hands, not hand like it's like. Almost like a quasi wrist joint with two fingers. They're penises. And at the end of the two fingers, there's like sucker cups. And yeah. the rest of the tentacles are always drawn as just regular fucking tentacles. But there's two of them that are like clearly supposed to be like arm, like purely arm like appendages with almost fingers. And that's why he's dick fingers or, or finger dicks. I don't know. Whichever way you want. Penis fingers. Penis fingers. <laughs> finger dicks is also acceptable. Finger dicks. Fal- 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 fingers. Um, it's... Keith Finger Dicks Barnofsky. <laughs> finger dicks. That's what we should have done. We should have all come up with a different way to say it. Finger dicks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So. Tom Cockcubicles. <laughs> O'Connell. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Dong digits. Uh. Mm. Dong digits. Yeah. It was the tentacles all along. It was. There. His his there dong go, digits was tentacles. Yep. Oh god. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, Nagisa said, like, basically is apparently ready to present his poem before anybody else. And he walks forward with a, it's like almost like a thin clipboard with a single piece of paper on it. It's probably the thinnest clipboard I've ever seen. Um, and Keith's seen a lot of clipboards. Tons. I've seen all of them. In mm. fact, um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's a clipboard connoisseur, if you will. Yes. I'm clipboard, uh, omnipotent. Uh, I can see them all all the clipboards in existence. And this mm-hmm. one is a rather thin one. Um, or should I say it's not very girthy? <laughs> so, <laughs> he walks up there and he's holding the clipboard with a piece of paper on it that he has his supposed poem on, but he's holding a knife. Like, literally right behind it. Like, this clipboard, I feel like they shrunk down the size of the clipboard. So that way it was very dramatic with whether or not the knife was going to be hidden behind it. Because this clipboard was literally just, just big enough to hide the knife. And I would assume this knife is also, you know, somehow engineered to perfectly kill this being. Just like the BBs on. Yep. Yeah. So, uh... As he gets to the front of the class, um, tries to attack the teacher, the teacher catches the knife, and then Nagisa, in a surprise <laughs> attack, goes in for a big old hug. <laughs> but Nagisa has the pouch that the bully gave him hanging around his neck. Inside the pouch, we get a glimpse. It is a grenade. The grenade, which we'll find out in a second, 
was actually a toy grenade that was filled with the anti me BBs and a couple mm-hmm. tablespoons of black powder for explosiveness, um, which was remote detonated by the bully, basically totally going to murder Nagisa. Like, Nagisa mm. going to die. Like, you can't have a couple tablespoons of black powder explode around your neck. Yeah. And expect to live. Like, that's... Especially with a bunch of BBs in there. Even if the BBs are not genetically engineered to kill you, they're metal. The shrapnel. Like, that's gonna kill you. So, basically, that explodes. All the students run forward. And some of the other students are like, with the bully, they're just like, what the fuck did you do? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. We killed the guy. And... Like, I'll, I'll help pay for the medical bills because he's thinking he's got, like, 10 billion elephants or whatever they're going to reward. Um, <laughs> they did not clarify. Just saying. Okay. You get 10 Fair billion. Enough. You get 10 billion. And that's it. <laughs> so they, they could fill that blank in later and it could be terrible. 10 billion spankings. Um so Nagisa is on the ground covered in like a membrane and students are like, what the fuck is this thing? And the teacher tentacle guy basically says that he sheds his skin once a month. He like, (laughs) like a snake, I guess I, it's closer to snake shedding skin rather than like bird molting, I guess. So, right. Um, so basically in a split second, he shed his skin, covered Nagisa in that skin and then to like, to protect Nagisa and then escape the blast. Um, Mm. and he's like on the ceiling. Um, and he's just fucking pissed. He is, (laughs) this is where it's like demonic. Like his face turns black. Which apparently then at that point Nagisa, because they uncovered Nagisa, like Nagisa is just like, okay, apparently when his face is black, that means he's angry. <laughs> and it's like, no fucking shit. Um and he's got like sharp teeth. Yeah. Sharp teeth, red eyes, veins. Like the, the bulging veins on the side of his yeah, like d- face. Tom, don't talk about the veins on the octopus. <laughs> it's too too far, Tom. Oh gosh! You know what I just realized? Oh, no. If he's, you know, as as an octopus, uh, one of those tentacles is technically his genitalia. Oh God, Tom, you watch too many documentaries. I hope it's I not do. the one with the fingers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or should it be? I don't know. Oh. But then which one? Well, he's uh, like, oh, I didn't mean to use my left hand. Ugh. More child support. Um, So basically he then disappears for like a split second, comes back and like, because he understands the kids that like, the kids that basically bullied Nagisa into like doing this like suicide bombing mission. He disappears for a second and comes back with the nameplates off of the fronts of all their houses. And then he disappears for another second and comes back with all of the nameplates of all of the children's houses. And then explains, 
the government has made me promise that I will not hurt any of you. But that doesn't mean I can't hurt your families or your friends. So you do something that stupid again and disregard like your other classmates' lives and I'm going to fuck your life up. Basically said, I will hurt every <laughs> human on the planet to get to you. Yeah. So, it's pretty... Uh, intense? Pretty intense. Pretty dark. Um, yeah. And then immediately switches faces and is happy again. And basically just says like, oh, well, Nagisa gets full full marks for technique in this attack. <laughs> um, but like explains that he was mad because none of them were concerned if they got injured in the attack because they need to take pride in their work and they need to see value in themselves. <laughs> Great teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, there's a weird cutscene, And Tom has probably so much more information about this that I'm not going to let him say. Uh, but there's a there's a cutscene of the blackened silhouette of Tentacle Man and a woman who appears like she's uh, probably dying, and yes, she, she's such a dick. I want to say so much. And she's saying she's she's complimenting Mute him. Mute Tom. And she says, <laughs> like he's holding her in his his you know finger dicks. And, and, she, and she says resting her face on his yeah, she says Jesus. she says with talking about she's talking about him helping teach the children and she, she, and she goes such wonderful tentacles with hands like these you could reach them <laughs> oh yeah it's terrible. Damn, isn't it, sounds, it sounds like a fucking uh, fortune cookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. In bed afterwards, but with tentacles and children. <laughs> oh god! It's 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 a weird context. So back in the classroom, uh, the teacher <laughs> is reaching those kids. No, he he <laughs> he talks to Nagisa and he says, "Here's a puzzler for you, Nagisa." Given I have no intention of being killed, though of course I have every intention of enjoying our time together before the planet goes kerplooey, what exactly are you going to do about it? And Nagisa thinks for a moment and, you know, thinks it's not like really him or his classmates have any experience to try to save the world before. Um, but they're going to have to be fast learners. So Nagisa then says, I think you'll find out I can do plenty, sir. <laughs> Which is weird because at that point, I was writing the notes on my phone as I was watching on my TV in the family room. My phone suggested a winky face. <laughs> and I thought that was, especially after the previous scene with the tentacles and the woman... Why is your that was just kind of my why is your phone trying to flirt with you? Yeah, my phone was just like, oh, <laughs> I like, I think you'll find out I could do plenty, sir. Wink, like, <laughs> okay, and then, and then Nagisa says, just you wait and see. 
And the teacher gets the green stripe face, which means he's feeling cocky. Um, <laughs> he announces, no one leaves until I'm vanquished. So apparently they're all stuck in the school forever at that point. Um, <laughs> and then the one girl that was thinking about what to name the teacher this whole time, she's like, well, how do you say unkillable in Japanese? Which this really confused me because... <laughs> are they spe- aren't they speaking Japanese the whole time and why would she say that in dubbed other than exposition I guess like so she didn't say that she was just trying to figure out the phrase for unkillable right I think so yeah which is Koro Senai which they changed to Koro Sensei because he is their sensei because he's the teacher Mm-hmm. So he is now Koro Sensei, so we don't have to call him Tentacle Guy anymore. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. It's. It was. It was just such a. I don't want to say train wreck. It wasn't a train wreck. It was just. Well, it was off the wall. It was like. Keith's not ready for anime. No, I'm totally no, ready really for anime. Isn't. No, the thing is, I was totally sucked in by this, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It's just like, there's, like, it's like strange facets of storyline and, and plot and characters for the sake of just being like, yeah, you know what? The evil guy's their teacher. He's a tentacle guy. He's going to blow up the planet in the next year. And... The students are the ones gonna have to kill him. Ah, okay, there we go. Like, I, I just feel like it's one of those things where they almost took like a uh, a deck of cards from like Cards Against Humanity, and they're like, okay, we're gonna write an entire show about <laughs> <Yeah>. the next <laughs> four cards that come up, and it was like Tentacle Man, students, assassination, the mood exploded, and it's like, okay, let's make that into a story. That's it. <laughs> like. Yeah. And it's it's not bad. They are executing on this idea very well. The animation I feel like is good. The storyline, the characters, like how people are acting, like and that's the whole reason why I watch it. It's not like a low budget thing. There's a lot of thought put into it. Mm. But I just so, it's crazy. So with all that said, how many tentacles out of ten would you give this? Uh mm. I think um, I mean I don't want to mark it down because it's weird and I do kind of like I actually kind of want to watch more of this <laughs> like it it has me intrigued just because I have no idea how this is going to unfold um, I'm going to give it a seven and a half it's, hmm. it is very different from anything I've ever watched. And it's not by far, because the thing is, is that maybe if I watched the whole series and it was phenomenal, then I'd probably give it a much higher score. But I think it's just weird enough where I'm like, it's, it's got me hooked. I want to watch more of it. But at the same time, I can't give it a very high score because I just ingested a lot of information. And this show's got to give me a break. Like, it's got a it's got to sink in. I got to get more episodes under my belt. And I feel like as I do, if they do the same execution as they did in the first episode, that score would go up. Um, hmm. 
Yeah, so, uh, uh, oh, you can go ahead. Oh, no, but actually, I was kind of curious to hear what you two had to say, since you guys didn't see the episodes, so, mm. so or, or, or see the series first. So, I will say, I like the animation style. To go from thinking that the Kuro-sensei character would be just, like, some mascot, to being the focal point of the whole series was a little bit surprising having almost no information going into this. Um, I was overwhelmed at first, but like I said, once they explained the actual synopsis, it wasn't that overwhelming. And once you get a main character in place, it seems a little bit more digestible. Uh, I think I would end up giving this episode seven tentacles out of ten. Okay, then uh, I think to do this series justice uh, and to help balance it out, I'm, I'm going to give it a higher score than you guys. Uh, to alleviate Keith's, uh, well, it wasn't a concern. He was just mentioning, you know, how the next episodes need to be because he, he needs a little break because there was a lot going on in this first episode. And I agree, this first episode is packed with a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, not only that, but I need to see the same, just the same amount of effort in, like, character development and everything else happening in order to just, like, because the only, my only worry was that, like, because the, because Koro-sensei is almost slapstick in nature at times, mm -hmm. part of my worry was that, like, this series would eventually just devolve into like slapstick kind of like, Oh, it's for, it's for the ridiculousness that we're doing all of this. And like, then lack the other, like uh, actual character development that they're doing. If they continue that along the way, then absolutely. Like the score is going to go up. Um, okay. It's just, it's just, it's a lot of information. So like they can't pack in too much of that other stuff in the first episode. Cause you don't have enough time, but yeah. you know, I could, see them actually doing it so uh to alleviate any worries they do then take their time because like i said they they kind of focus each episode on a, a particular student uh, i mean nagisa and koro sensei are sort of always the main characters and and part of the episode they're they're part of one storyline uh and they get tied up into uh another student's story like you, you learn their background and they develop the character and you basically you learn why that character is in class e which is the worst of the worst you learn uh their history why they're there and you see how they develop and basically become better uh just for being students of koro sensei uh because he has a very unique teaching style given the whole premise of the, of the show is his students have to kill him uh but as you noticed he almost encourages them to kill him well he does encourage them and he'll give them almost hints or tips uh to kind of help them out uh or encouragement when they fail but he gives them encouragement uh it's sort of his teaching style um mm -hmm. he wants to take these 
I don't well, I, I don't like the phrase, but I, I'll use it. Lovable losers. He he's trying to take these lovable losers and really teach them and make them better uh, people. Oh God, he's Gordon Bombay in the in the Mighty Ducks. Holy crap, he is. <laughs> Except oh. instead of being a person who got caught drunk driving, forced to do volunteer time. He's an alien that blew up the moon that blew also up the moon. Sort of blew up the earth. But other than that, it's the whoa, exact whoa, whoa. same thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yep. Specifically, specifically, I'm pretty sure he said he wasn't an alien. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a great point. Because at one point earlier in the episode, one of the kids goes, well, that like alien thing or whatever. And he goes, no, I am I am an earth human, like born and bred or something to like that extent. Yeah. Just being like, what, it, like it sounded so and tom has to keep his mouth shut here but it sounded like it was something to the effect of like this guy was human at some point shut the fuck up tom so, <laughs> i was in the so middle of trying to missed... give my score i was oh, gonna say I, I was thinking i missed it i didn't hear tom's score no i didn't i didn't give it yet he's gonna he's I, gonna be like well to even out your scores it's a 15 out of 10 <laughs> no no well here's the thing so this episode okay if i'm just going on the episode i'd say like an 8.5 uh love the animation style uh the mm-hmm. opening theme always pumps me up i always love hearing that i just don't like the way they dance though like i like the song the song is great but the way the kids are dancing i'm just like what is this shit what are they doing they they just put one uh, hand to the sky they're not even bending like they're not like like moving their arms they're literally just slightly jumping in place keith it's like the easiest dance to master ever that's why I love it. I'm like, I could even do this. Well, not really, but I could. Yeah, if you want to try. destroy your back. <laughs> I, I would have to have a lot of whiskey first, but I could do it. <laughs> You'd have to have a full harness suspending you from the ceiling to Yeah. <laughs> to alleviate the pressure on your back and then have a trampoline underneath you that you were lightly tapping off of. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, we could make that happen for you. I'm sure they you know what? I'm sure they sell sex swings and small trampolines somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna say, or we could just do it in the pool, or me and Corey could just lift you up like a ballerina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of us on each side of you. You could just pretend to jump, and we'll just lift you six inches to the air and gently place you back down. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we'll do uh, it to the intro. To, we'll do it to the intro music of this episode every time we watch the show together. How about that? Right. That sounds good to me. And then if we uh, get 10,000 or listens on this episode, we will videotape <laughs> us doing that with Tom and then post <laughs> it on Twitter and everybody can watch us lift Tom in the air a couple times until we get It'll tired. It'll be magical. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, I, I was going to say, so if it was just this episode alone, but because I know that every episode's just, I think, better than this one, especially like... Uh, okay i watched this one then i watched the second and the third and eventually i fell asleep like during the fourth i I just was playing them uh but anyhow the the third one introduces uh one of the other students who comes back from suspension uh the character's karma and i'm like oh yeah i love karma he's one of the best characters and and right away i'm like oh yeah that's right every episode you know 
I always get that, oh, I love that, or oh, that guy's great, or oh, mm. this per you know, she's funny as hell, you know. And mm -hmm. so uh, as I was watching each episode, that was happening. And I, I think I watched like four total. Uh, so I remembered that, and I remember also in the second season, it's, I, I can't ruin anything, but I'm just saying it, just the, the, like, okay, so, you know, you, they go over each episode, they kind of cover one student, uh, second season's kind of a little more devoted to Koro Sensei's backstory, and it's just wonderful, so I, I'm gonna give it an, a little elevated uh, score of a 9.0 uh, for this episode, simply because I know the rest of this series is wonderful. And like I've said, I've seen it a couple times through and I highly recommend it. It's uh, in fact, it's so popular that the, they have the manga, the, the anime series, but they also have a live action uh, two movies. I believe it's two live action movies where uh, they have like how a, the hell do you do this live action? Well, okay, so the students are all live action, but Koro Sensei's CGI'd in. Okay, okay. I was yeah, gonna say, I, how do you do? Yeah, you know, just some guy wearing like a squid kaiju, like outfit. Like, what the hell? No, it is. Uh, it's it is Ip Man, um, who can move at Mach twenty and do martial arts, <laughs> and he's wearing a tentacle suit. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons. Uh, if I could flip to the right page that actually has my... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to ramble about our ramblings. or I, You know, every once in a while it's you a think thing. you could do it. You could do it from memory and you just can't. Yeah. I always thought you did. If you'd you like did. to ramble. No, I got a script here, man. Everything I say oh. is scripted, man. I, oh, I like to think oh, you're just that damn good, Corey. No, I'm not. No, the whole thing. Uh, Tom, me yes, and Corey, me, so... you never show up to the meetings. Me and Corey get together. We script the entire fucking episode every week. Yeah. You we never have to show try and up, predict Tom. what you're going to say. Well, yeah. yeah. I like weird. the freestyle. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, you're incredibly predictable, so we're able to just, oh. you know, kind of figure it out. Yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, or corrections, you can reach us at cartoon commentary podcast at gmail.com and until all are one i've been cory i've been tom i'm dick fingers <laughs> waggle 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 <laughs> <laughs> goodbye bye 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 dick <laughs>